Hello there and welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast, a podcast which focuses on self-compassion, self-care and self-kindness and for those who need it at times, a look at the relationship with food and movement. My aim is to support as many people as possible to heal their relationships with themselves and with food and exercise too. Now, in this week's episode, we are going to be delving into when we don't quite feel like ourselves and when there is a lack of routine in our life for whatever reason, or if we do have routine, it's not quite working for us. Now, before we begin the episode, I'd just like to tell you about Elevate. Elevate is a course in self-kindness and self-care and it is my best-selling course so much so that I have now made it into a access on demand self-paced course which means it's all available online for you to access whenever it suits you you don't need me to talk you through anything in terms of being live on a video call with you or working through sessions with you all of the topics are come with a pre-recorded audio coaching session and of course an Elevate workbook which is printed professionally and sent to you in the post and that's sent internationally. So this is open to everyone worldwide and it is a 12 topic course designed to be completed over 12 weeks however as it is access on demand and as it is self-paced you can work through it at a pace that suits you, which is brilliant. For more information about Elevate, head over to nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash Elevate or check out the show notes today. So in this week's episode, we are delving into that phrase that many of us say from time to time, I just don't quite feel like myself, or I just need to take some time to feel more like me. And we can lose our way we stumble off track in a direction we're not quite sure of. This is usually when we prioritise everything else over time spent on the things that make us feel, well, us. It might be that we're putting a lot of energy into work, into training, into learning, into our colleagues, into managing a team. It may be that our focus is on our families, children, parents, grandparents, brothers or sisters or friends. We may be pouring all of our time into house hunting or moving or redecorating. We may be starting a new project, a new business or ending one. We may be in the middle of a breakup or recently come out of one. Whatever has made us feel unlike ourselves, it usually involves an element of not being able to do the things that lift us up and make us feel like ourselves. It might be that we're out of routine or we're stuck in a particular routine. And later on in this podcast episode, this one you're listening to right now, I'm going to be sharing a workshop that I ran last year, which focuses on creating routines with um, specifically looking at evening and morning routines. However, the format of creating those routines can be applied to other routines. So stay tuned for that. And that is full access to that workshop. It's not like a little snippet of five minutes of it. You get full access to the whole workshop later on in this episode. 
It may be that it feels like actual years since we felt like ourselves. And that's normal. That happens. But it doesn't mean it's going to take years to travel back to feeling like ourselves again. It does take time and patience and trial and error, and it will take some energy and effort. But think of how good you'll feel when you do feel like yourself again. And I'm not talking about your old self. I'm talking about your true self, your actual self, like you, who you feel you really are. So when you've achieved that once, you'll know what works. You'll have a collection of tools which you can call upon whenever you start to go off track a little. You'll have routines. um, And as I said later on in this episode, I'm sharing the Creating Evening and Routines workshop. And so for that, you're going to need a pen and paper to work through the workshop and you'll have complete access to it here on this episode of the podcast. Now, you're going to need a pen and paper anyway in a moment, because as per usual, I've got some interesting journaling prompts, um, which I think you're going to find really useful to support you in understanding that not quite feeling yourself and what you personally can do to feel more like yourself. So dedicating time to yourself and your own personal routines is going to feel selfish. We have been taught to feel selfish whenever we invest time in ourselves. But remember, self-care is only selfish when it is to the detriment of others. Kindness towards yourself is key, as always. As is the expectation of kindness and respect from others. So when we have this expectation, we invite in that wanted behaviour. It's welcomed. We don't act out of place, out of a place of resentment or defensiveness, which can often happen when we feel as if we're acting selfishly. We can feel like we're in the wrong and immediately justify why we're doing what we're doing. This doesn't put us in a great place mentally to start spending more time on ourselves. In fact, the total opposite is going to happen. We're going to be more in a space where we're like, well, I don't deserve to spend time on myself. Communication with loved ones who may notice a few alterations in our daily routine can really help with this. Explain in a calm, open way that you're feeling a bit off right now. Mention that they may have even noticed it sometimes themselves and that you've decided that you're going to take control and take the necessary steps in order to feel more like yourself. Ask them if they have any questions. And if you don't know the answers, try not to get too defensive. Just explain that you're not sure of the answer yet, but once you are, you'll let them know. You can call it Project Me if you like. That way, when you're asked why you're wearing a face mask and listening to Bon Iver at 11am on a Sunday morning in your gym jams with absolutely no intention of moving for the foreseeable, you can just say the words, project me, and they'll know what you mean. If not feeling quite like yourself feels familiar to you, and this is your journaling moment now, I'd like you to grab a pen and paper and a journal if you have one to hand or if you're not able to stop and write just pause and think of these things in your mind now as I said this isn't part of the creating routines workshop which is coming up but it's my first journaling stem for you in today's episode what three words describe how you are currently feeling just press pause on the podcast now and ponder over that okay Take a look at the three words you've come up with. How long have you been feeling this way? 
Like try and be really specific, have a think about it rather than going, oh, not for very long or only just a little bit or a really long time. Really try and be specific about that time scale. Pause and if you are writing, write that down now. What I'd like you to consider is if you don't take action, if you continue as you are, how long will you continue to feel the way that you do? Pause and pop that down on paper now. So at this point, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that no one needs to give you permission to do anything. You are your own person. You are allowed to grow, to evolve, to change. You're allowed to become more. You're allowed to become more you. And the only person standing in your way who has total control of this is you. So I think before I mentioned a toolbox, um, and if you have done any of my workshops before, or you've listened to the podcast, or maybe you've followed me elsewhere online, you will know that I chat on about a wellbeing toolbox a lot. And our toolbox doesn't have to contain any physical items, however, it absolutely can, but it can just be a list of things that make us feel more like ourselves. Things we can do to bring us back to us. And a question I've often find myself asking clients, usually in relation to daily journaling, is do you ever use a hot water bottle when you have stomach cramps? And many of them say that they do. And my next question is, and do you use that hot water bottle every day throughout the entire year? Now, I haven't come across anyone who does yet. We often feel like we must do specific activities every day in order for them to work. And this isn't the case. Yes, it can be really beneficial to create a meditation or journaling routine if that helps you to keep it in mind as a tool that works for you. But if, on the contrary, it makes you not participate in the activity for months on end because you can't fit it into your day every day right now, then it's totally counterproductive. So what about, if we take the examples of journaling and meditating, what about journaling or meditating when you need it? Only when you need it for now. And that, for some of my clients, has felt completely and utterly revolutionary for them. Because we're kind of fed this message that we have to do something every single day for it to have a a beneficial effect in our life. And that's not the case. As humans, we often feel the need to improve ourselves, to be a better person. Being better doesn't come into being more you. I want to assure you right now, you are good enough. You are enough. You don't need to be better. No amount of obsessive yoga doing, sleep tracking, water drinking, step counting and sustainable shopping is going to make you a better person in terms of making you feel more like you. You are already enough. You are enough just as you are. So please remind yourself over and over again that you're doing the best you can with what you have available to you right now your time, resources, energy, circumstances and situation. It would make 
absolutely no sense for you to do anything but your best. And this is why I wanted to include the creating routines part of this episode. Because I don't want you to go away and make a list in your mind of all the things you're going to start doing tomorrow which will make you a better person. Be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself because you are enough. I know that maybe you might possibly be thinking, well, what's in your toolbox then, Peter? Well, before we get onto that, I'd like you to consider the things you may turn to when you're feeling less than yourself that really don't help. So for me, that would be online shopping. This gives me the opportunity to try and be someone completely different. Rather than bringing my true self out, it creates more distance and I feel like I'm not good enough. Scrolling social media. So social media is not social when it lacks communication. If we're just scrolling, the likelihood is that it will feel like numbing rather than uplifting or soothing. Berating myself doesn't help, nor does pushing myself to do work. So comparing myself to others, watching series that don't align with who I am, being stuck inside and not getting fresh air, all of those things as well, they don't help me feel like myself. So what I'd like you to do is pause the podcast and if you're journaling along, write down the things that you turn to which really don't help you feel like yourself. Okay, so now it's time to think about the things that make you feel more you. I have a good few things I turn to, not all at once. Sometimes I might just do one of them or maybe I'll spend a weekend doing all of them. Whatever it takes to bring me back to feeling like myself. I rely really heavily upon getting outdoors. Fresh air immediately lifts any pressure I feel. It may not be going for a walk, it may just be sitting on my doorstep with a cup of tea, but it is the one constant thing I will always, always turn to when I'm not quite feeling like me. Tea, as you know, a cup of tea always soothes me, as does cat cuddles. Popping a face mask on or a hair mask or a foot mask means that I tend to just slow down a little bit. Um, There's something about having that on, especially the foot mask, where actually it causes me to stop, which is great. Watching uplifting TV programs that align with my own values is another thing that can work wonders for me. Listening to Bon Iver, I think I may have mentioned Bon Iver before as well. Speaking to close friends and family, baking and cooking and cleaning and organising, they're all things that help me to return to my true self. Sitting quietly and just watching or having a walk on the beach, just going for a walk in the fresh air. All of this, these tiny little things help me immensely. And I listen to podcasts every single day because in doing so, I'm surrounding myself with the voices and beliefs and thoughts that I'm interested in. We become an accumulation of the five people we spend the most time with, apparently. So take control of this and spend some time with amazing, thought-provoking souls who challenge you to think outside of the box, who rock your beliefs and values to their very core and guide you into deeper alignment. Because by listening to them through podcasts, you are surrounding yourself with those people. So now it's 
your turn to write your own list. When you have written your list, pop it somewhere safe, somewhere you'll notice it when you're feeling off, maybe inside a cupboard door or your wardrobe door, maybe on your mirror, on your phone or iPad, wherever it is, make sure it is easily accessible. Be clear with yourself when it comes to pressure. Your list isn't a to-do list to complete when you don't feel like yourself. It is a list that you can pick and choose from. A nice idea that I've seen a few people use, one of those being Katie Morgan, who was on, who's been on two episodes of the podcast. You can find her on Instagram by searching for mummy days underscore sunny days. Um, is this idea to cut the ideas up and pop them in a jar and just pick one out when you're in need of something that will make you feel more like you. Most importantly, keep showing up for yourself every single day. One way in which you can continue to show up for yourself is by creating an accessible morning and evening routine which you enjoy, which is which comes with ease and it doesn't take up too much time. And this is what we're going to look at next. So in a moment, I'm going to play for you the Creating Morning and Routines workshop. Now, this originally um, was a video workshop. So I think most likely I'll say pause the video now. Um, in that case, because you're not watching the video, pause the podcast when I say that. I hope you find it valuable and useful. Um, I know that it certainly helps many people get their heads around creating sustainable long-term routines, which is what we need. Let's delve into creating routines, focusing on morning and evening routines. Morning and evening routines, a nourishing soulfully workshop. So as we begin today, I'd like you to have a separate piece of paper to create a routine menu on. So as well as your notebook, I'm sure you'll be taking some notes throughout this workshop. You're going to need that separate piece of paper. One side can be for your morning routine. The other side can be for your evening routine. Now, in this workshop, in creating these routines, this is going to also serve you and give you the tools and the skills to create other routines in your life. So it may be that you create a tea time routine. It might be that you create a bedtime routine. You might create a routine on um, the days where you need to do admin. This is going to give you the tools and the skills to do so. So. First, we're going to be looking at creating a morning routine, which you will then be able to create an evening routine using the same format. Grab a separate piece of paper, as I said, to the one that you're taking notes on, and this will be your menu that you're going to add to throughout today's workshop. So as and when you kind of think, oh, I'd quite like that to be a potential thing I do within my routine, just jot it down on that separate piece of paper. So first off, I would like you to brainstorm in your notebook, wherever you're taking notes, your current routine. So what is your current routine? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And then your dream routine, what does your ideal morning routine look like? And I'd like you to still be realistic with this. So it's very, very important that you kind of don't go, well, if I won the lottery, this is what my dream routine would look like. 
try and be realistic, but also try and make sure that within what you're looking at for that ideal morning routine, that you're also being kind to yourself, that it feels good to you. So pause the video now whilst you answer these questions. So to start with in creating this morning routine, we're going to rewrite for a moment. We're gonna start with the time you go to bed. A morning routine isn't going to work for us if we're not getting enough sleep. So how much is enough? Well, a sleep deficit is considered to be five hours or less. And in order for us to get all of the goodness from sleep, we need to be giving our bodies the opportunities to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And note that I said opportunity because that isn't always possible. But if we're in bed, snug as a bug, reading, listening to a sleep story, music or journaling, we won't be distracted and we'll notice when we're tired. And if I told you that there's something that can increase your focus, your motivation, your energy, your ability to remember and to learn, boost your mood, increase your health like nothing else, you'd be like, yes, please, where can I buy it? But it's free. It's free to all of us and it's giving our body the opportunity of getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And I'm not going to go into all of the studies now as I could write a whole course on sleep alone. But research has shown over and over again that sleep enables us to better remember things. It balances our hormones, too little sleep and our body will release more cortisol. And when this happens, we have an increased heart rate. We can feel on edge and anxious. When we have just one night of broken or little sleep, we're hungrier and we're likely to eat more. We aren't as accurate at reading other people's emotions and body language, and we're more likely to interpret it as negative, thus in turn making us question ourselves, like what we've done, etc. We're more likely to have an accident at work. Our immune system doesn't work as well. We lose brain tissue. Our memory doesn't work as well. And after chronic sleep deprivation, which is less than five hours of sleep for three nights a week, it increases our risk of heart disease, risk for diabetes, and quadruples your stroke risk. Now, if you have young children, you're like, oh my God, I don't, I don't get five hours of sleep a night. Don't worry, it's okay. Being anxious and nervous about this is not going to change things. Try wherever you can to increase that opportunity to sleep. So where possible, going to bed earlier if you can. What time do you naturally go to bed? Now work forwards from there to count eight hours. What time will you wake up? How much time does this leave you with before you need to start your day? So take a moment, pause the video and just work out what time do you go to bed, count eight hours forward, how much time does that leave you between waking up and starting your day, whatever that looks like for you? That is our window of time that we're working with. Pause now. If you take one thing away from today, I hope it's that you need to get enough quality sleep. When we want to have a morning routine that works for us, it's because we want to feel more with it, more motivated, more energetic, more us. And sleep is honestly one of the most important factors in this. So that window of time that you've worked out, how long it is, don't worry if it's only 20 minutes. Don't worry if it's 10 minutes. Let's work with what you've got for now. Jot down that time frame at the top of your separate page. And it might be a bit different depending on certain days. So feel free to kind of be like, right, on these days it's this amount of time, on these days it's this amount of time. But how do you want to feel after completing your morning routine? What kind of feelings do you wanna be feeling? Press pause now whilst you have a little brainstorm on that about how you want to feel after your morning routine, after you've completed it. 
and you're about to start your day. What options will help you to feel the feels? So, boundaries. What boundaries do you have in place or would you like to implement? So for example, not checking social media until you've had a wee. Make, made a cuppa and fed the cats, for example, or not weighing yourself or having breakfast before doing anything else. Boundaries are a really great tool to apply to morning routines. They're not rules, they're guides. Self-kindness morning boundaries are there to protect your space, your mind. Let's have a little look at things that could help you feel the feels that you want to feel. There are a lot of different routines out there. And one I tried to coax my partner Fraser into trying with me was the Miracle Morning Routine. And if you haven't heard of it, it's six steps to take each morning. And it sounds simple enough. And I can vividly remember making Fraser down a pint of water at about 4.30 a.m. before going on a 30 minute bike ride with me every day for a week. And suffice to say, we were both exhausted. We can definitely learn something from the steps though. And they are silence, so sitting quietly, meditating. Some find this difficult, so guided meditations would be very useful here. Affirmations, also cards like these are great. Visualization, so vision boards, these are great. Um, and we can create one kind of which could go on your wall or you could create one on Pinterest to pop on your phone as a background, for example. Exercise, so do what makes you feel good, joyful movement. Reading. This is an interesting one. Making time for reading in the morning can make you feel so good. And I think it's dependent on what you're reading. I like nonfiction, which isn't related to my work. And then scribing, and another word for scribing is journaling. And moving on from the miracle morning, gratitude is something mentioned in many a morning routine. You know I, that I'm a great believer in gratitude as it has so many benefits and can just make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Listening to podcasts can be really lovely, especially when you're the only one um, up and about or if you like going for a little walk in the morning. But try not to fall into the trap of listening to something which is related to your work. This morning routine time is just for you. Fresh air. Oh my goodness. If this means that you're only going for a walk instead of doing a full-on workout, just give it a go for a month and see what happens. Fresh air and enjoying nature, even just for five minutes a day, has such a huge benefit for us to the point where I would say swap that 45-minute morning workout and go for a walk. Or if you don't have time to go for a walk in the morning, grab your cup of tea or your cup of coffee and sit on your back doorstep whilst you drink it. Just get some fresh air, fill those lungs right up. Cleaning, so some people enjoy having a clean home start. Uh, cleaning, so some people enjoy having a really clean home to start the day. Chores, I love getting things like a wash on as soon as possible as it makes me feel really productive. In the Happiness Project, Gretchen Rubin mentioned a quote by Mark Twain. Eat a live frog first thing in the morning and nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day. And writing a to-do list, which can often start forming when I'm journaling, helps me feel ready for the day. And from that to-do list, I can then prioritise the things that I've been putting off forever and get them out of the way. And oh my goodness, the motivation I feel when I do this. So breakfast, fuel yourself for the day. Ask yourself how hungry you are. What do you feel like eating? And tech can be a bit of a tricky one. Um, I know that I feel better when I give myself time in the morning to go to the loo, to make a cup of tea, to journal and wake up before I get on my phone. 
And one thing to ask yourself, um, which is something that Nir Eyal mentioned in his book, Indistractable, is, is this trigger serving me or am I serving it? So if a trigger such as a notification on your phone serves you to move forward and to achieve goals, then brilliant. But some triggers such as Facebook group notifications on a mum and baby sale and you don't even have a baby are sucking you into Facebook to serve it. And once they have you there, you're going to be there for hours. So shower, maybe a shower makes you feel the way you want to feel in the morning. So these are just ideas. You're going to have other things that you think, right, no, these things make me feel the way I want to feel. And I'd like you to add these things to your morning routine menu. Press pause now whilst you're brainstorming what options will help you to feel the feels and you're not going to be doing them all in one morning routine. So really give yourself the freedom to just think about what kind of things are going to make me feel the way that I want to feel in the morning to start the day. Press pause now. So let's take a look at your morning routine menu. We're going to call it a morning rituals menu. Is there anything on there that you'd like to add anything that you've written down because it sounds good but actually won't serve you so maybe you need to take it off is there anything on your list which isn't kind anything which you're not going to enjoy or which you feel forced or you feel like you should do it for example meditation would doing any of these add to you feeling the way you want to feel once you've completed your morning routine would any of the things that are on that list take away from it if so, do a little bit of sorting, take some things away, add some things in. Pause now whilst you do that. So now you've got a morning ritual menu you can pick and choose from. You may decide to pick and choose each day. You may pick on a Sunday evening for the week ahead. You may choose to pick for the month or the current season you're in. It's not about how often you change it up or do the same. It's about carving out that space for you and showing up for yourself each and every day showing yourself through your actions that you are worthy of this small amount of time in your day. So let's move on to your evening routine. We're going to need a separate page for this so you can just turn over that page if you've got room or grab another separate page for it. Brainstorming routine. So we've got the same thing here but we're doing it on evening routines. So what is your current evening routine? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What does your ideal evening routine look like? Pause now whilst you answer those questions. How do you want to feel after completing your evening routine? What feels do you want to feel? What options will help you to feel the feels? So what boundaries do you have in place or would you like to implement? So for example, no screens after a certain time, no pets in the bedroom, time for you without the kids, whatever it is, note it down there. What kind of boundaries do you need to implement? And then I've popped some options here, just some ideas of options that are going to help you to feel the feels um, in the evening, such as reading, taking a shower or a bath, skincare, fresh pyjamas, fresh bedding, lighting a candle, listening to a sleep story, meditating, stretching, time outside in the evening. Take time to just brainstorm things that are going to help you feel like that. This list here is just for inspiration. Pause now whilst you do that. So, evening rituals menu. Is there anything on that menu that you'd like to add? Anything that you've written down because it sounds good but actually isn't going to serve you? Is there anything on your list which isn't kind? Anything which you're not going to enjoy or which will feel forced or you feel like you should do it? So, for example, again, 
meditation. It seems to be that one that crops up a lot for my clients. They're like, well, yeah, but I keep being told I should do it or I feel like I should do it. But it's not for you. It's not for you. What would doing any of these add to you feeling the way you want to feel once you have completed your morning routine? Would any take away from it? So now you've got your morning and your evening routines. We've gone through each one step by step. You know the process now, you know how you can create those routines. And have a think about how potentially routines could serve you in other areas of your life too. If you've got any questions, you'd like a little bit of guidance, you're unsure about something, or you just want to have a quick chat, or let me know how you found the workshop, pop an email over to peter at nourishingsoulfully.com. And if you'd like to take more of these workshops, you can find them on the shop part of the website. I am so grateful for you taking this time for yourself, dedicating this time and energy to creating routines which are going to serve you long term. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being kind and gentle with yourself. And as always, remember, you're doing the best you can, always. Sending lots of love your way. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you have found it really valuable. If you've got any questions for me or you just fancy a chat, pop an email over to Peter, that's P-E-T-A, at nourishingsoulfully.com. Come on over to the blog if you haven't already at nourishingsoulfully.com and you can also sign up for the weekly self-kindness letters there as well, which go out on a Friday. And of course, find out more about my signature course in self-kindness and self-care, Elevate. Until next time, be gentle, be kind. And remember, you're doing the best you can, always. Sending lots of love your way.